millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Shen and I'm Lei and welcome back to the Wildy Nap podcast. Welcome. Woohoo. <laughs> we can't even I'm actually our excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All you see is teeth. <laughs> We're like play it cool. Play it cool. Nope, we can't. Hey guys. Um no, we're so excited. I think there's for multiple reasons. Um for too many reasons. But before we do anything, before I say anything, I have to shout out our good up, good up friends at the Iconic Beauty Bar. <laughs> they have gifted us with the most beautiful and most delicious um, cocktails for today's episode. Mm-hmm. They have sponsored this episode and we are so grateful um, for their partnership. So thank you. This delicious drink is going down so smooth. I'm not sure uh, the alcoholic content, but all I know is I can taste it and I enjoy it. And I say thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For the day that I've had, this is a gift. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Thank you for Friday. fueling our Friday night, guys. Absolutely. <laughs> so hey, how was your week? Oh, well, gosh. My week was like, the short week always throws me. So like this, we had, it was a holiday. Right. And then I, I always get like messed up. I'm like, what day is it? Is it Tuesday? Is it Friday? Yeah. Like, like this week, like it was a whole thing. So like, yeah, like whenever we have a holiday. Recycling. I know, right? Like, forgive me. <laughs> But I'm like, I'm just a loser. Like, what an adult. What an adult. Show me you're an adult without telling me you're an adult. Like, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it's been a hectic one. Um, Yara also injured herself in two spaces, areas. So she has a black eye now from running down the step. And she also has a huge uh, cocoa. Sorry for our non-Jamaican listeners. Uh, She has a bump (laughs) in the middle of her head. Uh, So that's a mess. She got that at school. Um, but other than that, Uh-oh. you know, I, I, I can't complain. Leon and I have been doing things around the house and I'm, I'm happy, uh, that we're, we're, we're trying to make the most of our time at home. So it's all good. Can't complain. This is what I love about this time of year. You're, yeah. you dive into the housework. Yeah, absolutely. The gardening. I was so happy last weekend when the weather was amazing and I was yes. able to pull out the patio furniture, mm-hmm. work on the yard and just sit outside. And soak up the sun for sure. And much still like on that high, even though it snowed today. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. Like I wasn't even gonna go there because I did not want to disrupt the zen. I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. I didn't really want to mess with the vibe. But like, let's not even talk about the fact because I swear to you, it was two episodes ago or a few episodes ago where I talked about um, snowing in Edmonton and we were laughing. And yeah. We- <laughs> so uh-huh. that's a mess. But like much like yourself, my crops are growing nicely and I'm grateful for that. And, you know, everyone's healthy and strong and I'm grateful for that, too. So it's all good. Mm-hmm. How are you? How was your week? I mean, it's pretty much the same. I was thrown off so much by this long weekend. And I, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't sleep. I was yeah. waking up and I feel like it's a partly my fault because I remember, I think I was telling you that I was going to start waking up at 5 a.m. again so that I can have some alone time. Yeah. And then lo and behold, all week, I was waking up at like 4.45 and I couldn't go back to sleep. And I told myself, you know, if I'm up and I can't fall back asleep, I'm just going to get up and start my day. But like, it was terrible because by the time I was on my way to work, I was exhausted. I was what? so tired. Oh God! By the end of the, it is it is early, but you know it was really good because it was quiet. I had breakfast. I was able to get it 
get in some workouts. So Fair it was enough. good. It was nice to spend some alone time without anyone pulling at my leg or giving me hug attacks. <laughs> <laughs> All of the above, right? All of the, the regular annoyances. Lot. I'm going to, I'm going to try to keep it up. Maybe not five o'clock, but I'll try to keep it up. <laughs> Maybe well, I'll work my way there eventually. Please let me know yeah. how that goes. I'm over here sleeping at 8 30. I'm don't ask me how every morning I'm late for work and work is in my kitchen. Like literally, I <laughs> virtually. How am I late from my bedroom? I'm wait, I'm late to get to the spare room, rushing into the kitchen. I'm like, what the heck? Leon is like, you're embarrassing. Like you have a real problem. And I do. What I are you I, gonna do when you have to go back to work? God only knows. Rough. I gotta figure it out. Rough. One way or another, I'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> but friends, today. <laughs> Oh, today. The other reason why we are over, over the moon is because we are checking in with someone else who is like, I don't even know what to call her. Do we call you like, are you like, is she like Canadian royalty? I feel like she's, she's just royalty. <laughs> I feel like town royalty, man. Listen to me. Like just an absolute freaking treasure. <laughs> And we're so happy. We're so happy to have her here. So, I mean, this person needs no introduction, but nonetheless, okay. friends, we are so blessed to be joined by Melanie Fiona, friends. How are you? Our good up, good up. Welcome. Welcome. Good up, we go. good up, good up, good up, good up. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Welcome. friends. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, you know? We're entering a long weekend here. Yeah. So, you know, just still not really in the mood to see many people, but nonetheless, <laughs> happy, for, happy for work to be slow. Not yes. as many emails over the weekend, not as many things to do. So, you know, just family time. But this week was a lot of like, a lot of, a lot of email answering and yeah. phone conference calls. And, you know, for me, it's different without having touring. So like, mm. a lot of, you know, and like just different creative endeavors that I'm working on. So it's, it was a lot of admin work this week, but I don't know. I was feeling very tired because of the super moon and the eclipse and mm. lots of very heavy spiritual energy things going on. So I just did my best to rest. Like last night I was asleep by 10 PM. Oh, wow. Woke up at eight and it was wonderful. Yes. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I, I have quality I sleep. I can't complain this week. That's amazing. I love it. And I also love that like Cam actually let you sleep till eight. Like good for him. He doesn't play. Listen, you, we know what he will do. He will come into our room. If he comes in early and we're still not ready to get up, then he'll come in the bed and then he'll go back to sleep. Oh, <gasps> yeah. He's a, he's, a, he's always been an amazing co-sleeper. Even in like the night, like when he would come into our room in the middle of the night, he would always just come in to go back to sleep. Like he never wanted to be up or keep us up. He just was... I'll just go back to sleep. I'm That's just happy. I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> just don't mind that me. Don't sounds... mind me. Just move over. Don't mind me. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, there is there was a day this week where he walked in and he was like, "Are you serious, guys? The sun is up. It's time to get up." <laughs> <laughs> it feels like my mother on a Saturday morning wrangling me up to come and clean the house. Come clean, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my god! You hear that? You hear that reggae music? Oh God, it's time to get up and clean. <laughs> it was it was Anita Baker for me. Oh. <laughs> From time the tunes run on Saturday morning, you already know it's time to clean. That's it. You put that pillow over your head and you know, it's like you have seconds because there's no way your door's locked because I mean, you live in a Caribbean household. There's no lock on the door. So that's a joke. So your mom just pushes the door with the most like emphasis, draws open the curtain, draws the, draws the sheet off. The and you're sheet like, off. Well, yeah. we're cleaning now. We're up. Damn. Not much has yeah. changed. Good old mamas. Perfect segue. <laughs> into mom yes. mom noms friends uh so it's like our favorite time of the episode it's where we get to nominate incredible moms we all know so many dope moms like i just feel like there's no shortage of amazing moms to nominate so please continue to send us your nominations you can send them in our instagram dms you can send them on your via email and you can send them on like the contact us on wildaynat.ca so send 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 on please and thank you i'm gonna nominate a fellow torontonian um amazing mom who's one of my very close friends shan booty oh is um a new mom mm -hmm. she's a great mom she's a toronto native she is 
a beautiful, talented, intelligent, sex educator, television personality, just, she's just really such an amazing force. And now she's recently become a mother and her force has grown even stronger and she's killing it. She's taking courses. She's working full-time jobs, creating content and raising a six month old. And she's literally, she's killing it. And um, I'm so proud of her because we've been friends for a long time and I've seen her journey get to this place. And she's been such a support system for me when I first became a mom. So mm. I'm nominating her, she's killing it. She's an inspiration always, but even more so now that she's a mom. So that's who I'm nominating. All right. Yes. We love us some sham booty. So. Over here. Yeah, yeah, we love her. Listen, I love it. Like the Kidding. postpartum body, like I'm just living for it. Like, right. And she's so transparent. Like, Postpartum mm -hmm. body, this six pack that she has already Rude. six months later, I'm just like, sick. Rude. What's the? I actually called her the other day. I called her. I was like, so I'm calling you because I just saw your six pack. I just saw your abs post. And she was just like, <laughs> this. she was like, I do eight minute abs every day. She's like, I've done eight minute abs every day for pretty much my whole life. Wow. Really? Yes. So she just needed to have that baby just to get back to what was underneath there already. Jeez. So, wow. She's, she's killing it. Yeah. Oh man, that's impressive. That's impressive and embarrassing. I'm like, yeah, eight minutes. <laughs> damn, that's all it takes. It's like, damn, like just just when you think you're like eight minutes isn't that long, you're just like, wait, do I have eight minutes? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, what <laughs> Gee, I'm gonna nominate since I'm still on a high from last week's episode about real estate. I'm gonna nominate Jasmine Lee. She is Ooh. an incredible real estate agent. I love her content. It's so mm -hmm. informative. And um, she's a mom of one, and I just love everything that she's done. She's such an inspiration doing boss mom shit. So yeah. I have to shout her out. I love, you guys know how much I love me a boss mom. So yes. shout out to Jasmine Lee doing her thing in the real estate industry and killing it. Hey, man. Shout out to boss moms. Um, yeah, she's fantastic. She really is mm -hmm. super dope. Um, we have to get her on the, get her on the pod one day. We do. Um, <laughs> you know what? So I am going to nominate, especially like now we're on the, um, in the interest of nominating or keeping it Canadian, I'm going to nominate someone who I admire and who like came, comes to mind when I think of Melanie because of their little like debate that they have going, but I'm going to nominate, uh, Deborah Cox. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> so Deborah Cox is like an incredible, like she, another, another Canadian icon, um, icon, yeah. incredible, incredible artist, a phenomenal human, beautiful woman and an awesome mom. I didn't realize that she had three kids. I was like three children with this body, but how, <laughs> but how, how is it happening? So, um, yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been a fan forever. Like, I mean, and who isn't, but like to also see again, not only how she has like, you know, led her career, but how she puts motherhood on the forefront and is very honest and, and, and I'm like upfront about the kind of mother she is and, and how much she loves and sacrifices for her kids. Super admirable. So my mom, mom, mom is the Canadian treasure. Deb Cox. <laughs> yeah. Also a, also a Guyanese Toronto thing, you know? Oh my gosh. She's I didn't know she was Guyanese. Yeah. I mean, in true obnoxious Jamaican fashion, we like to claim everybody. <laughs> I know. So you know I was gonna say I, think I thought she was Jamaican. Like obviously, of course. I mean she does she does call it curry chicken, so you know the Jamaicans can have her. Oh last Lord. Call. Oh Lord. <laughs> That's a whole other episode. We won't go there. We could do, yeah. <laughs> we could do 88 minutes of a why it is curry chicken. It's like, it's hilarious. And I, oh man, I just, and I, who did I get into this? I got into a debate the other day. I wasn't with my husband or with my husband's friend. I think it was my husband's friend. Same thing. He's Guyanese. He's like, no, like, can you cut it out? And I'm like, you cut it out. <laughs> we'll eat here then. Like, I was just like, I was adamant about it. But yeah. So let's get into it. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. 
Um, I can't imagine that there's anyone on the planet who doesn't know who you are. But if by some chance <laughs> there happens to be someone who's listening, who's like, oh, I want to know more about this person. Please tell us, Melanie, who you are, where you're from, what you do and why you are fabulous. Oh, well, thank you. So much. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure to be a narcissist for myself at the moment. <laughs> um, so I am from the greatest city in the world. I am born and raised from Toronto, Canada. Boop, 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 boop. I am of Guyanese heritage. I'm actually the only person in my family who wasn't born in Guyana. My brother, my parents, everybody is Guyanese. So oh. I'm the only first generation Canadian. Mm. Um, <laughs> which means that came with a lot of fights because I used to grow up talking about, well, so-and-so's mom doesn't let, let's <laughs> do those things. But like, so-and-so mom in my, in my child, she don't live in my house. Don't live in my rules. Lindsay's mother, she ain't know nothing about nothing about you. <laughs> Lindsay, shout out to Lindsay. Um, yeah, your Canadian mom wasn't going to help me out in that. So, um, yeah, Toronto, I am a singer, songwriter, uh, motherhood and wellness advocate, and I'm a multi-hyphenate creative at this point because I've just worn so many hats in my life and I'm loving wearing many hats. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most people know me for being a a singer and a touring and a recording artist. And uh, the thing that makes me fabulous is literally the fact that my mom is just one of the most amazing human beings on the planet. And she's given me so many amazing lessons and qualities that I've been able to apply in my life that I think have really kept me on a good, good track for myself, making smart decisions for myself throughout my life. And, um, yeah, it hasn't always been easy, but I'm proud of where I am now. So there we are. Yes. I don't know. Did I, throw, did I check all the boxes? You, check, you sure did. You checked <laughs> every box. And then you hit us with the mom. So I did watch uh, the live that you did for your mom's birthday. I was there and it was so adorable. Like, I'm like, oh my goodness. First of all, they resemble each other. So like seeing these just two beautiful queens together, <laughs> just laughing and chatting casually. It was like, we felt, it felt like, I'm like, should I be here? Like, it was just like such a casual <laughs> conversation between the two of them. I loved it. And yeah, you can totally see like how your mom has influenced you and the kind of connection that you have. Um, and of course, like, I, I mean, you know, you are your own person, but I can certainly see that you are definitely a product of that woman as well. Thanks. Super dope. So sweet. Yeah. You mentioned um you mentioned that you focus on being an advocate for motherhood and wellness. Mm -hmm. And does that did that go hand in hand once you became a mom? Because I'm going to say that before I had a child, I thought I was okay. (laughs) I thought I was living my best life. And then I had a child and had to confront some demons. I did not realize that there was so much work to be done until I, until I noticed that, like, I don't want to project this onto my child. So was that, uh, became the main focus for you after you had a child and what was that journey like? So actually my wellness journey and my spirituality journey started, uh, four years before I had my son. Wow. So yeah, I, I actually think part of the reason why my son came about was because I actually had done a lot of self-work and I felt like. I somewhat manifested the life that I now live Mm -hmm. and, um, but it had to get, it had to get rough and it had to get dark before. And, you know, I've shared this publicly before as at like the peak of my career, I started having serious vocal issues and Mm -hmm. I lost my, I lost my voice and, uh, I couldn't figure out what it was. I went to all these doctors and, and the long and short of the story is I was just not mindfully living. Um, with my words, with my intentions, with my energy, with who I gave my energy to, with what I was surrounded by, what I allowed to affect and permeate my aura and my, 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 myself really. And I lacked great grounding and spirituality and like connection to greater source. And so once I kind of had that awakening in 2012, I started to just notice a big change in my life for all the things. I mean, the next year I met what would become my husband. And, you know, our relationship went through some growth as well. And through that, I feel that I was the most spiritually and emotionally equipped to handle a relationship like what we had at that time. Because I feel like my former self would have just been more immature about things or not as patient or not as understanding, Mm -hmm. not as mature, you know? So we 
grew together. We had to grow apart and we grew together. Yeah. And then I had my son. And once I had my son, all of the things that started that I had known and I've been practicing before really had to come into practice mm-hmm. for truly the wellness of myself and the well-being for me to be someone's mom. Because <laughs> my motherhood journey from the moment I found that I was pregnant came with a lot of anxiety, came with a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in this you know, new transition space of my career and I was totally allowing other people's judgments and criticisms to project onto me. And I carried a lot of fear and anxiety of that mm-hmm. and what it would mean for my career. And you know, being in the public eye, being a public figure, someone who performs and is expected to look and show up a certain way, I was yeah. terrified of how you know, this would all change now that I was had this growing belly and I yeah. was able to be as active as I wanted to at certain points, you know, and it was a little terrifying. And um, then once I had my son, I, I had always known that I wanted to be a mom. And I always just thought like, I'm a warrior woman, I'm going to have the baby at home, it's going to be <laughs> super hippie, I'm going to be like, you know, calling all the ancestors, it's going to be blissful. And I had a really traumatic labor. And mm. that was the real turning point for me to where I where I became an advocate for mothers and motherhood. Because I felt like nothing and no one prepared me for the reality of my pregnancy and labor story. And I just felt like ha- being a public figure and seeing all these examples of women who return to their lives and their bodies and how they felt and like Girl. all these expectations that, you know, you set yourself up to compare yourself to like, oh, it's going to be fine. But like no one's sharing the dirty, dark secrets of postpartum depression nope. and non snapping back and, you know, failed expectations and, you know, near death experiences during labor. So, you mm-hmm. know, I created a blog about six weeks after I had my son and I, it was just like an open diary to the public and I cried and I just was 100% transparent because I felt up until that point, I was kind of numb and in a daze of like, what happened? Like, yeah. how did I go mm-hmm. from this like idea and expectation of how I was supposed to feel? And I don't feel like that right now. And, um, I felt like I had failed and that was the craziest thing because I had this beautiful son, but because my labor didn't go the way I wanted to, I was judging myself and I felt wow. like a failure and I had all these things to process. So I just put it all on tape and I kind of just did it for myself. But the minute I stopped the recording, I realized that I felt the calling and the responsibility to share the story, to allow and give other women permission to say, whoa, like it doesn't always go as planned. Like I'm not mm-hmm. damaged. I'm not alone. I, I thought it was just me, you know, and I think being a person of note, you know, people look to us for these, you know, as examples of things. And I just wanted to show people that like, I'm human. Yeah. Yeah. No exception based off of my life or lifestyle or what I do in my career that, that prepared me or protected me from the unforeseen when it came to, you know, motherhood, pregnancy and labor. Mm -hmm. So you know, it, it, it really then opened up a passion for me to continue to talk about those things. And then through now to the pandemic, wellness and motherhood have just kind of become more intertwined mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. through my journey, even through music, as I've evolved and changed through that and, and the difficulties I've experienced through that, my wellness practices have kept me head above water for the most part of it. So, you know, I just... Um, I, I put that at the forefront of my life because that's really the priority of my life now. Oh my gosh. The, I got goosebumps when you talked about um, the, like how humanizing it was to give birth in, in, a, in a way that, was, that, that wasn't what you had envisioned. Um, and it reminds me of that video that we have on our, on our feed where it talks about like postpartum, like the authenticity of postpartum, right? Like that we're wearing like these massive pads and everyone's wearing diapers and people have to like, there's just all these squirt bottles and there's all these different things that like, we're not allowed to talk about that like shouldn't happen. And that people Mm -hmm. might think that, you know, people who are famous or who, you know what I mean? Have like, you know, an affluent lifestyle wouldn't have to experience. And it's like, no, like this is not like unique to being any particular race or class or it, this, is, this, yeah. is, this is motherhood. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, you know, being 
in the public eye and social media doesn't help because you have all, you have so like, yeah. not just comparing your story to the women in your tribe or your neighborhood or your direct circle. Like you find yourself comparing your journey to a woman on the other side of the world that you never met. Never met. Yeah. The Explorer page is all up in your head and it's just sending you things that are going to just yeah. tap on your insecurities. And it's like, what? So it was a real lesson for me in, in, in literal self-love, like motherhood and how it changed me and just everything that it taught me, just not even from the physical standpoint, but just like from the emotional, mental, spiritual standpoint, it just really forced me to honor my own journey and yeah. not there and, and do my best to share what I think can help other women and, you know, not like do anything to put any other women down. And, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. it's just hard enough. Motherhood is hard enough. Girl. Oh God. If. Yes. If. <laughs> Motherhood is the hardest gig. So I guess it's, it's kind of twofold. We're like, so how did you go about resisting the pressure then? Because I mean, everybody loves you. Everyone loves you as a performer. They love you as an artist. And, you know, sometimes to a fault, people feel like they're entitled to your life. So it's like, okay, mm -hmm. yeah, you had a baby. That's cool. But like, when are you going to get back to the music? Like, okay. when are you going to get back in the studio? Like, so how did you go about like negotiating that? Cause that, like that, that too was your passion. Like that, that in a way was your baby. Um, but now you had this other real life being that you were responsible for and you were so invested in and so committed to, how did you negotiate yeah. the two? You know, I, I still negotiate it every day because people mm. always ask. And it's, an, it's a nice feeling, you know, it's a nice feeling for people to want something from you that they once had and something that they feel very connected to and that, you know, I'm very connected to. It's a big part of who I am. It's not all that I am. Mm. And, you know, th there's been personal and professional things that make up the puzzle as to like my participation in the music industry or the business of music. I'm not fond of the bu business of music at all. Yes. I, I, I don't. And I find that it often compromises a lot of my, my, my wellness for myself and so mm -hmm. i'm not like i'm not it's not my priority to you know not be around my son to go and throw myself into a situation that doesn't make me feel well and so mm -hmm. um you know so so priorities changed and things had to change and i had to clean up and do a lot of stuff in my professional career and in that time while raising my son it actually i think prepared me and i think it gave me a lot of grace so in the time that I was experiencing difficulties in my career that I quietly went through and nobody knew about, they just literally thought, and they would say this and it was hurtful, but like, I'm not going to challenge the world because I don't have to prove anything to anyone. Mm -hmm. But they would say things like, oh, she just went off and had a baby and now it's done. Like she's done with music. Like she's just right. like, basically she's washed up because she had a yeah. baby. And by the way, this was the same fear that was projected onto me when I first found out that I was pregnant, that like having a baby in in the music industry is like a death sentence it's mm -hmm, just like mm -hmm. can't you can't recover you know and i never thought that to be true but when you're told something and you heard something your whole life you know and now mind you there's a generation of younger female artists than me that do not have that belief at all mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. god they don't you know thank god yeah. they don't you know but i i will definitely say that that anxiety crept in and so in the end, imagine like the thing that I was, didn't want to happen the most people were still saying about me, even though it wasn't true, you know? And, and it's so amazing how we can, we can judge women for that. Like what, who's to say, what if, what if yeah. I, did, what if I did, what if I just, mm -hmm. what? I'm done with music because I want to be a mom. Yeah. Like, why would that be such a terrible thing? Yeah make a personal decision for myself if that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. If, you know what the difference is? If a man did that, he'd be all praised. Oh, come on. If a man <laughs> said, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to be a full-time stay-at-home dad. Oh, come on. Like, oh my God, what a man. What an amazing man. Yet a mm -hmm. woman can be a failure if she makes her family her priority. Yes. And I think that that's bullshit. And I think that People have to do what they have to do for themselves. And, you know, that wasn't my reality. I never quit music. I never stopped doing music, um, you know, and I don't regret the way anything went, no matter how tough things got, because I got to spend 
a beautiful amount of time with my son. I got to be there for all the milestones and see all the beautiful growth that he had. And, you know, I got to make those decisions for myself on my own terms. You know, had I been at a different point in my career, I might not have felt the ability to give myself permission to do that. I might've been on a tour, missing my son's first steps and, you know, missing his first words and having a nanny tell me about it, you know? So I, I, um, I'm, I'm so grateful that that wasn't my, my story, but I think it's unfair for people to question and ask women and judge women for like what, what they're doing outside of being a mother. Like, that's like, can we just talk about that? That's like the most important job, like yeah, most important job. Like once you bring a person into the world, what are you going to do? Are you going to yeah. say like, everything you're doing is for that person. So like that job trumps every other job. Exactly. You know? mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know. It's, 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 it's such a double-edged sword for women, but. And they yeah, judge I, you either way. They judge yeah, you. Yeah. If your kid was always with a nanny, if they were, if the paparazzi was taking pictures of, of Cam with a nanny every single day and that's all they see, everyone would be like, yo, where's Melanie? Why isn't Melanie taking care of the baby? Like, care of you can't out. win. Exactly. Yeah. You literally can't win. But yeah, I mean, I, I, um, I've just come to a place where I don't allow, allow outside noise to dictate my life. And I don't feel that there's an expiration of, on me to do what I want with my life mm-hmm. at all. I don't feel that way at all. I feel like I can do all things at any time I want to. And I just live my life according to myself. But it's, you know, it's nice to feel wanted. It's nice to, to feel that people <laughs> desire something, you know, your art and your gift and your yeah. music, something that you've created. Um, and I feel so blessed to have created the music that I've created already. Like I, yeah. you know, I've, I've experienced great success, what success is considered in the industry. And mm-hmm. I'm very proud of myself for that. And, you know, I, I don't have any regrets. I really don't. <laughs> I love that because it like trumps like two of the questions that are existing. It's like, yeah, uh, one of the, me- don't worry, <laughs> I can the music. I can answer the I'm a professional. <laughs> Tell me about the music. <laughs> Everybody wants to know about the music. No, I love that. That's dope. And I think you're right. And I think it's like, yeah, to have music that's timeless that you can still bump to. Because I mean, both Shen and I were talking about we were bumping like your music all day today. And it's like, how is this possible? How's this possible that even now, like it still hits? It hits and I'm in a happy relationship. I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. I was, I was going to say that. I was I driving was home and like, I'm in the car and I'm like, whoa, whoa. Am I upset? <laughs> Tears in my eyes. It kills me. What I loved it. Me? What's killing me? <laughs> What's killing me? What? Nothing is killing me. I know. So there was a question that, or there was something we wanted you to talk about because we were so obsessed with the video that you posted on you deciding to get married <laughs> during the pandemic and just throwing everything out the window and say, forget it. All I need is you and we can get married right here, right now. Um, that video was so beautiful. We are obsessed. <laughs> obsessed. <laughs> like, it was just like, it was just like this. It was like living life on your own terms personified. Yes. It was yeah. literally, it was materialized in that like freaking three minute video. I'm like, oh my gosh, everything. I'm thank you guys. Honestly, it's literally one of the greatest days of my life because I mean, obviously I married the love of my life, but I, but that day just was so significant. And what you saw was totally unscripted. Like the girl who was videographing, her name is Johanna. She's she's like my photographer. We create together. She's amazing. Johanna Brinkman. I had I had photographed with her in the past, and I said to her, "Hey, could you come and take some photos of us? We're gonna go to this chapel down the street. Just the two of us. We're gonna sign paperwork. Can you capture some photos for us for the day?" She was like, "Sure. Do you mind if I capture some video on my iPhone?" And I said, "Sure." Awesome. What you saw was her candidly capturing things on the iPhone. And like, I had no idea that that video was coming. I had no idea. Like, I didn't know what it was. By the time we got to our like honeymoon suite that night, you know, our little (laughs) vacation, she had said, I sent you a file. Check it out when you can. She had edited it. The song she used was a song you played in the car on the way to the chapel. And, you know, she she literally just captured the essence, I think, of what was leading up to it all for us and just who we are to each other. 
And, you know, we had planned this wedding, this extravagant wedding, and we were going to do it in Italy. And then the pandemic hit, it shut down Italy. Then we were going to do it in Malibu, in California. And then the pandemic got here and then it, it shut down the wedding again. Then, you know, it was rolling around to like summer, September. I was like, well, maybe we'll just do it in our backyard and at the house and strip it down even further to just like 40, 50 closest people. Yeah. And then our parents couldn't travel. Oh. And then it was oh. like, what are we going to do? So we literally had to reschedule this thing three times. And I, we just got to a place we had purchased a new home. We had, you know, the pandemic was so crazy. Like a lot of the things that I was working through in my pre professional career had finally resolved. And I just felt like, I just looked at him one day and I was like, we just need to do this. And he's like, mm. I we just need to do it. We just need to do it. So and so <laughs> we called our parents and we told them, we're like, Hey, there's a place down the street. We want to go get married on 12, 12, 2020. Oh, and, awesome. And we're like, let's, let's just go. Let's just do it. And so we did it. We planned it in a week. Wow. Yeah. We, planned, we called them. They had availability. We're like, great. One o'clock. We'll be there. And I ordered my dress from ASOS. It cost me $53. <laughs> yes. It was great. I, and, and I have this beautiful custom made wedding dress in my closet. That's still oh sitting God. there for when a, when a full ceremony can happen. But, you know, at, the, at that time, it was just about us. And it was just about the simplicity of it. And when I tell you everything aligned so beautifully from the date, when once, once we decided we were going to do it quickly, the date was available. Mm -hmm. The place was available. It was literally right down the street. It was somewhere we had driven past for years by our, our old house. And we used to laugh. We used to be like, yo, we should just go there one day and do it. And that's exactly where we oh ended up. Oh, my gosh. Wow. My bouquet, my bouquet was gifted to me by um, this, like, beautiful, like, head floral designer from some Beverly Hills shop that. Oh, wow. He just gifted it to me on like the last minute thing. Cause I, I, I waited till the day before to think about a bouquet. Like it was Friday night. We were getting married Saturday morning <laughs> I went to the shop and it wasn't even their shop. It was their <laughs> warehouse. Oh my gosh. And he was like, you know, I'm just going to give the flowers to you and you can just take them home and wrap them yourself. And I was like, uh, I don't want to do that. I'm like, and I was getting ready to leave and he just <laughs> stopped me. And he was like, you know, he's like, I'm an energy person. And he's like, energy is just telling me that I have to do this for you. He's like, if I do this for most people, it wow. costs $700, $800 because I'm the head designer here. He's like, oh my I'm God. Gonna, he's like, I'm just going to give this to you. Wow. And when I just tell you the sunshine that day, oh. the energy, my hair, my makeup, I did it all myself. It was popping. Like <laughs> everything <laughs> turned out great. And I was like, you know what? We're doing the right thing. And at the yeah. end of the day, after, after such a weird year, like 2020 was yeah. is so much yeah. for us, you know? And it taken so much from us, literally, physically, you know, I just think it was just the, the only thing we could do to just say, hey, we're not going to allow anything else to get in the way of what it is that we want to do for our, our lives because mm -hmm. it's not our lives. And if we can be on the same page, then nothing else really matters. And so we just did it and it was just time. And it was like, yeah, let's go. Let's do this. Let's get married. And we did. And it's great. It's great. <laughs> It's been great. And, and to be honest, that video, I almost didn't share it. Oh my gosh. I the almost hell? share it. I almost just, I'm, I, I'm very selective with what I share of my personal life. Yeah. You know, and because our parents couldn't be there and because, you know, it felt mm. like it was just something for us. I didn't know yeah. whether to share it. And then we sent it to our friends and family, like our closest friends and family. And they were just like, no, you have to share this. Of course. So like the world needs to see this. The world needs to see love, black love, joy. Yes. Like, yes. And, um, and it, it was such a true beacon of light for us on our lives. And then just, again, it comes up in every conversation that I have, every interview that I have, it comes up. And I just know that like, I'm just so, so grateful. And I'm so happy that people felt the joy from that. Yeah. Our no, you broke the internet that day. You broke, <laughs> you broke the internet. I was like, Melanie broke the internet today because it was at, there wasn't, there wasn't a single, like it was in everyone, all of my friends' stories, everybody was reposting it. It was everywhere. And it was like, you're so right. Like it was like, people needed to see it, but like, especially because like so many people like had weddings and like other celebrations that like couldn't happen. And they were just so heartbroken for it. Yes. And mm -hmm. I just like loved, it was like, it was just like, 
it was like the audacity for you just like to take it back. Like it was so yeah. like, I don't care. Yeah. Like yeah. it was so audacious. And I was like, yeah. I love it. The audacity. <laughs> audacity <laughs> to, to fight for your joy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we it needed it. <laughs> we were in a slump. We were in a slump. We were in a slump. Um, and it was so beautiful to see too, because yes. a lot of people focus on, on weddings and their focus is like the glitz and the glam. And you kind of forget that it's about you and your partner. And that's the most important moment of your day yeah. is when it's just me and you. And that it resonated with me because it reminded me of the day of my wedding. It was like so much energy was getting thrown around and yeah. <laughs> I had a panic attack in the closet and I had to get my, my husband came in and it was just me and him and some mops. And, <laughs> and you know what? That was the only moment I think I'll remember forever. Because yeah. it was so sacred and it was just me, him and I, and the conversation that we had, it was like, this is us, it's me and you, and this is life. And there's chaos around us right now. And all I feel is you. And it was so special. And it reminded me of that. And that's why I was like, oh God, my heart. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was so beautiful and so that, important to see. That's such a beautiful story. It sounds like a, like a rom-com sitcom, like it, like an episode. <laughs> it does. Yeah. I, people it's say that all the time. Life. With the, with the nice music in the background. Exactly. <laughs> you standing there in a bra and underwear, the dress hanging, <laughs> the mops. Oh, my wacky life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but so awesome. So yeah. I want to get to a couple of these questions um, before we like wrap up. Cause I'm like, I, I can't, I can't not let you answer some of these burning questions. So one of them is an interesting question, which I also have. Um, I know you live in LA. And living in LA is super, cool, oh. super dope. Like, of course, we all know that LA is dope. But Toronto is really dope too. And I think your friends, your followers, like, want to know, like, do you miss living in Toronto? And have you, will you ever consider potentially relocating and coming back home? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Wow. 100%. Oh, that's fast. I miss Toronto. I miss Toronto every time I'm home. Every time I come home, I'm always like, oh. I just love it here. I just love it here. I just love it here. Um, you know, I'm not very attached to LA. Mm. Like LA is, LA is where I am because I have to be. LA is where I am because, you know, my husband has to be like our lives are here. But I mean, I could also go live on a remote island in the Polynesian Pacific and be very happy. Like, I'm not really attached to location. I'm attached to my family. So wherever they are nice. as well. So, you know, but, you know, again, Toronto being home, all my family is there. You know, mm -hmm. my oldest, youngest friends from when I was a kid that I still am great contact with, they're all there. And, you know, my nieces are there. That's my son's cousins. And mm -hmm. I love the city of Toronto. I think that it, it's, it's amazing. I think it's an amazing city. Um, you know, if life ever brings me to the point where I can logistically be settled mm -hmm. in Toronto and have my career be uh flowing enough that I don't have to travel as much because that's the that's the issue is that like living in LA I can always work in LA yeah mm -hmm. you know whereas in Toronto for me it's a little tough I'm gonna have to get on a plane every time yeah uh, you know but I mean Toronto's always home it's still home I'm still a Canadian citizen I I yeah you know, yeah, yeah I, it, <laughs> I still call it home every time I come home I'm always like I come home you know I don't really yeah. call LA home um but yeah, I definitely, definitely would love to see myself um, being back in Toronto on a more full-time basis for sure. Yeah. That would be sick. Yeah. But I think I, I can I understand like as a creative why Toronto might be a challenge. It's hard. And you know, Toronto is such a, an amazing city full of art and creativity mm -hmm. and amazing talent. Yeah. But unfortunately, the system and the, the structure yeah. of the industry yeah don't support it well enough for, I think, talent to be able to sustain and just stay there, which is why yeah. you out and you feel the need to go somewhere else, you know? I mean, unless you're Drake and you're just like, I'm just gonna live <laughs> home here and then take my private jumbo jet. So like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, big up Drake, but like, yeah. you know, and, and I just think that um, I would love to see Toronto get to that place. I would love yeah. to see Toronto feel like Atlanta does and feel like New York does where 
yes. work and live in your city and make a mm-hmm. thriving life and, you know, um, and be that. And I think for all industries, you know, I just spoke to a friend recently who's in photography and he's just like, I think I got to move to LA because I, 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 I feel the ceiling here, you know, and <sighs> so talented, you know, so it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's, Toronto, it's, it's yeah. a special place, but you know, we know, we know what's up. We know. We do. Yeah. <laughs> we do. Enough said. <laughs> you get it. Yeah. But I love you. I love you all, Torontonians. I love you. I love my, my, my Toronto fam. I love He's always going to big up the Toronto Massive. Always. <laughs> all right. So follower asks, how are you intentional about mothering while balancing life in the limelight? Mm-hmm. I am intentional by, um, I, I said it before, but by keeping my wellness priority, um, because I feel like a well woman is a well mother. Mm. And Ooh, that's a quote. <laughs> I think Thank you very much. And I think that it's really important for me to remember that I'm a woman first and my own person first. Yes. So, you know, for me to be able to raise an intentional child and to be able to give him the best of me, I have to fill my cup first and I have to lead by example. So, you know, not doing the things that I think I was programmed to do based off of my upbringing or who my parents were, but breaking some of those things and figuring out mm-hmm. my own way and, and parenting a little bit differently. But then also, you know, allowing my son to never lose sight of actually what's important. You know, like, I I think that it's really, I'm also very particular, like I said, about what I share with my personal life. And so what I appreciate about the way that I've approached my personal life and my professional life is that I don't feel that people clamor for my life. They respect me as a person because that's how I present myself. True. And I'm grateful that, you know, people don't want to catch me taking the garbage out in, in my pajamas at 9 a.m. Like, I'm grateful that <laughs> I never, like, kind of, like, dove headfirst into that world of gossip, paparazzi, mm-hmm. you know, reporting, and that's never really been my approach to my career. I've always kept it more on the, I make music, I have an offering, this is what I offer, um, I'm a human being first, mm. and, I, and, I, and I honor and protect and exercise the right to be a human being first. So um, not a product. And sometimes it's really hard once you, once you step into that, that place where you become a commodity of entertainment, there are boundaries that get crossed, you know? And I always knew that I wanted to walk my kid to school hassle-free. I always said it. I was, mm. like, I was like, I don't mind being famous, but I don't ever want to be that famous that I can't walk, walk down the street with my kid. Amen. And, um, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful that that's kind of come to fruition because it's really important for me that, that, that personal and professional balance is, is really important for me, but it, it does take work and it takes mm-hmm. that boundaries and it takes not being afraid to say no, because, you know, in a world of entertainment, you feel like you have to say yes to everything or the opportunity is going to miss you by, or someone else is going to get it. And no, <laughs> I never worry about things missing me because what's for me is for me always. So oh. Amen. Here's, here's all these quotes. That's what I'm saying. You're just a walking book, like book of quotes. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. I'll tell you about the book that I'm writing, um, <laughs> which I am. I'm in, the, I'm in the process of writing a book at the moment. So, um, really? No, please do tell us because, my gosh. Yeah, it's actually it's just a book about it's at the intersection of motherhood and wellness. And um, it's, it's a book for everyone. You don't even have to be a mom, but I think moms yeah. will definitely understand it. And, you know, Children are just amazing teachers if we allow ourselves to learn from them. And so I, um, I, I just, I have this like personalized book of like little anecdotes that I've put together of me and my son. And um, I'm looking forward to sharing it. Cause I just think that like, like I said, I just think that all, I think adults will be able to like really get the book, like whether you're, like I said, a mom or not. Um, but it's really just about motherhood and, and, and wellness, the intersection of it, yeah. I love that's that. So exciting. That's I so cannot exciting. wait. Especially because children, you're right. They're so brutally honest and they're so true. They're just like oh so God. unfiltered. And it's like, whether you want to hear it or not. And it's just like, it's, it's crazy. I feel like, you know, I read a quote not too long ago that says like parenting is like having a constant mirror held up 
right? So it's mm-hmm. like you're just like constantly looking and looking at your reflection and thinking like, you know, where does that come from? And you it forces you to be introspective if you're doing yeah. it with intention. You know, if yeah, you're just yes. and you're glossing over it, but if you're being like intentional, it really does force you to be introspective. You can't not like I understand my husband better because of my son. Because hmm. wow, things that come up in my son, I'm like, what is? Oh, I'm like, that's your dad. Wow. So I'm like, okay. So when you process it down to like five-year-old Jared, I'm like, oh, okay. How would I deal with this? What's at the core of this? Okay. You know, it really wow. is. And even if you think about your relationship with your parents, like a lot of the things that you used to bump heads about or whatever is because a lot of the things you have are the same. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's for parents to look at their children and be like, don't do that. But wait, I do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kids. Oh yeah, the mirror. It's such a gift. It's such a yeah. gift, though. Mirrors, yeah, yeah. That, that hit home because I am literally a little version of my mother. Like uh-huh. <laughs> you are. I'm just, yeah. So just a mini Suzette, just looking <laughs> like her, acting like her. <laughs> it's so crazy, though. Oh gosh, <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. Um. So a little birdie told me, you know, that you used to be used to go by Siren, <laughs> and. <laughs> And you know you were you're back in the day, back in the Seneca days. Oh my um, God. You were singing your heart out and just being your you know your your most authentic self. So I guess what I want you to you know to share with us is if you could give advice to young creatives and just creatives in general, whether they're young, whether they're mothers, irrespective of where they are in their lives, but creatives who are feeling the pressure to conform or you know they mean feeling the pressure to. Um, yeah, like meet a certain standard. What kind of advice would you, you know, offer to them? Because I know that, of course, you've been through it um, and you're a knowledgeable source. So please share with us. Honestly, I would tell them now, it's very interesting because if you're a creative in this time right now, it's honestly the most liberating time to be a creative hmm. and, and an entrepreneur and a mother and whatever it is that you want to do with your life because there is no standard anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? Like mm. at a time there was this limited, there was this limited world of resources that you had to be a part of to be seen, acknowledged, heard, now discovered. Now you can do it all yourself. You know what I mean? Like I imagine that you guys never envisioned maybe nope. 10 years ago that you <laughs> doing this, having a following of thousands of people listening to you on a weekly, monthly, whatever basis it is. And it's because the gift and the curse of the internet is, is a tool that is there for you to de- design your life, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we also have people out here who are designing facades of life as well. Yeah. <laughs> that but at the same time, you know, aside from that, that smoke and mirrors type thing is that it's such a great tool. So like, even if I think about myself, I was once in a place where I had my songs were played on the radio and my music videos were played on TV and it was all these things. And then everything became digital. And it was like, okay, when people can download my music, wait, people can watch it on the internet. And now I have this foundation of fan base that I know that if I decide to release a song tomorrow, I can get it to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm not reliant on this machine or this limited amount of resources for me to be able to connect and find my audience. So I think the goal is just to create. Like whatever it is that you want to do, whatever it is that you're passionate about, create it. And Mm. the people who are into it will find you. They will find you because that's the beauty of the internet. So, but you have to be willing to put yourself out there to share that it, that it's there. And you have to be willing to do it because you love it. Not because you need the praise. You have to be willing Mm -hmm. because, you know, it's a part of your purpose and you're not, you'd be doing it if no one was watching anyways, you know, Mm. it's, you know, we, we live in a society and a culture right now where we are so consumed by followers and likes and, and this is the data and this is the algorithm and this is the measurement of success. But it's like, do you think that someone who never thought that they would have a hundred people listening to them and now they have 10,000 people listening to them, are we supposed to say that they don't, they're not allowed to call themselves successful? True. Right. And I think that it's all, it's all, you know, comparative. It's like, not everybody's going to be Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> Not everybody's going to be Tom Cruise. Like, yeah. it, 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 but when you find your thing, 
you know, if you if you can have gratitude through it all for every small yeah. win, celebrate your small wins. Yeah. Celebrate every milestone that you reach, celebrate every obstacle that you overcame, even if that's self-doubt. Just create it. Just create it. And as long as it brings you joy, create it. Just because you love it and you can. You know? Ooh. Listen, I'm gonna have to just quote this whole damn episode. <laughs> Listen, that last that I asked the question that spoke to us. Thank that you. spoke to us. Like yeah. I didn't know that that question Definitely. was for me. <laughs> but that that was for me because you're so right. Like we Chanel and I really have started to be trying to be more intentional, especially over the last few weeks, right? We haven't been at this that long. We've been only been doing this podcast for like two years. And we are so bloody hard on ourselves. We're constantly like, okay, we got to get this up or we got to do this. Or we got to try more. Like we're not, re- they're not connecting with the moms or we need to make sure they understand. They, they got to hear our voice. They're going to know we care. We got to, and we're just like, like running like ourselves ragged. We're also full-time, like we have full-time jobs. Yeah. We have husbands, we have kids. We have all these other responsibilities. We have friends. We've got like everything. And we just so, we're so passionate about this and we want it to connect with so many people. But like, Again, like I sometimes think that we don't stop and think about like, yeah, but what have we accomplished? Like, what have we Which done? Just a lot. <laughs> we went from zero <laughs> right? to this. Zero. zero. Like, you know what I mean? You yeah. were at zero and now you're not at zero. Like, yeah. that's growth, you know? And one of my favorite quotes in life is your direction is more important than your speed. And Ooh. we live again in a time where we see things go viral and it's the most foolish yeah. things that just go viral and you're yeah. like, you know, and, and it, it, it's so, it, it's easy to get caught up in that, but honestly, like never forget to take the time and look at what you've accomplished True. and your success is not just based on whatever you're creating into the world. Like you created life, you have health yes. styles, you, you have, you have health and mm-hmm. life and effervescence and ideas and, and another day to, to try again. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's really important to stay in the present. And of course, it's amazing to have goals and it's amazing to push and want to work harder and, and, and want more for ourselves. That's all fine. But let's not do it at the expense of being hard on ourselves. Yeah. You know, it's hard enough. Oh, is it ever? <laughs> You're doing great. Oh. I'm on the show. You're doing great. Listen. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I don't say yes to everything. <laughs> we know. We know. We knew this was shooting. We knew this was shot in the dark because I'm like this. Woman yeah. Her time, her energy, her platform. Like no, 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 no. So we knew this was huge. And oh my gosh, to say that we are grateful is an understatement because yeah. like, it, it was exactly what we thought. No, it was better than what we thought. We knew yeah. come on, be so pure and so like authentic. Well, you know, I really wanted to, I wanted to, to be true to what I believe in. And that is women and especially women of color communities and spaces for us to feel safe and vulnerable and truthful. And especially women from my city, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it was like, yeah, like I want, I want to pour into you and I want, I thank you for thinking of me. Thank you for wanting me to be on the show and showing all the love and support for me. But I really did. I wanted to. I wanted to pour it back into you guys, and and that's what it is. And you don't know unless you ask, right? So yeah. here we are. Is it? <laughs> we, we manifested it all. We did. We did. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> guys, we keep telling y'all. <laughs> Just speak it. it speak will it. Put the action in. Put the effort in, and like, listen, it'll all come to. The universe will only meet you where you work for it. That's it. Another, another one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Drop the DJ Khaled. Oh, <laughs> it's true. It just, I'm telling you like everything in life that has ever shown me, it's like, you can say you want anything. If you're not doing the work, the universe cannot meet you. The universe is always working in your favor and you just have to meet it and it will meet you. Like I, it just is like, it never fails. Whew. You know, I'm take, very listening, take that and just remember like, you, the universe is watching at all times. Listen, universe, you hear that? <laughs> I want good things. Um, damn. 
Listen, I can't imagine not wanting to like fill up, like fill my cup <laughs> with whatever you have going all the time. I know you have incredible things. You have partnerships with incredible jewelry, jewelry lines. You've got like your own clothing line. You have, you've got so many great things. So please tell our listeners, our followers, where they can find every single thing that is Melanie Fiona. Yeah, so, mm -hmm. I, so the thing that I'm actually most excited about, and I, I you know, it was a birth child of, um, of the pandemic, was in, you know, in the absence of not being able to tour and get out and, you know, meet, see and meet people and perform, I created a newsletter community. Yes. And um, I'm so proud of it. And, you know, it's, it's got a really good following at the moment. And I'm just so grateful, um, you know, and it, it basically is just all updates on anything that I'm doing. If you're signed up for the newsletter, you'll be the first to know about any drops that are happening, any new music, any new products, merch, anything that's going on. And then in the newsletter community, I have a separate tiered community called my well-being fam. And that's where we just kind of get very deep into wellness practices and lifestyle and what my journey of wellness is. And I just get a little bit more vulnerable and share a little bit more personal anecdotes and so, practices for, for, you know, living a well lifestyle. And so it's been great. Um, I actually have to create one this week. Um, <laughs> I took a little break after Mother's Day, but we're going to be back on. And um, yeah, I just love the community of people that are there. And I also have a text community. So I text with my people. Wow. It's just great. Wow. It's a really, I, I'm very passionate about what I do. It, it's all purposeful work for me. And in, in my purpose of wanting to bring positivity and healing to people, I just know my, my, my following of people are real ass people. They're not, you know, they're not crazy fanatic fans. These are mm -hmm. people who really are with me because they're with me on the journey of life because we relate on some level. And yeah. I'm for that. So yeah, the newsletter community is there. And then, you know, on all social media handles at Melanie Fiona, if you want to see pictures and, you know, read funny tweets and uh, <laughs> Cam singing, listen, Cam singing, it's worth Cam, it. Cam, Cam the ham. Cam the ham. He's the best. <laughs> he has two singing parents. He has to be able to sing. You know what? It's so funny to me because I often forget that my husband can sing. And <laughs> when I, when Cam was a baby, I remember I would, you know, Cam sometimes like his dad would put him to sleep and the monitor would be on and I could hear and he'd be like rocking him in the, in the rocking chair and I'd hear him singing. And I just remember one day I was like, this kid is lucky as hell. <laughs> <laughs> you usually got one, maybe you can get one parent that's got like a nice kind of singing voice. The other one's usually tone deaf. And he's like, my <laughs> like it'd be all pitchy it'd be pitchy you know what that baby has no idea but <laughs> to be honest i don't even know if my son has any idea that his parents can sing like that i'll be honest oh man <laughs> all the people out there who are non-singers feel better i don't think our son gives a damn that we can sing but oh. i <laughs> was like sir you have two parents who can actually really sing like, damn you know but he doesn't care so whatever all right we won't keep you much longer so friends, mm -hmm. as we wrap up, let's do this quickly. Do, it do super fast. not forget to head over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us. You're listening. You're here at the end of the episode. So I know you have something to say about it. Okay, guys, <laughs> <laughs> leave us a review. You can also check us out on our website at whilethenap.ca where you can send us your bomb mom noms. Mm -hmm. You can send us some topics that you want us to talk about. You can listen mm -hmm. to our episodes. You could mm -hmm. check out our merch. You could also send us our births or send us your birth stories. Yes. So we can post those or you can head over and read some birth stories that we have post. And um, you can check us out on the socials. We're on Pinterest, YouTube. We on it all. <laughs> TikTok, Instagram. Where else? Facebook at While They Nap Podcast, guys. Yeah, so with I'd like to chime in and just say that I've done a lot of podcasts. I've done a lot of motherhood podcasts. This is definitely one of the most, the best titles of a podcast I've ever heard. <gasps> Thank you. It is, it is by far one of the most creative but accurate podcasts for motherhood that I've ever heard. Because while they nap, it says it says it all. Yeah. It's, yeah. I gotta do all things while they nap because that's Everything. all everything. So here I started a podcast. Let's talk about it. And <laughs> I think it's great. I think the, the the title is clever. So congrats, guys. This is 
It's really good. Awesome. Thank well, you. shout out to Thank Shen. You. I listen, Shen, that's all you. Like she came to me with the idea and I was just like, I have a name. <laughs> all I need is a partner. Are you interested? <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I think that's it. All the socials join our bomb mom squad on Facebook. We share cool things there. We get a little bit more personal because you know, sometimes Instagram is like a weird place, but Facebook, a small <laughs> Facebook private group, we can go there. So we go there. Uh, <laughs> look out for that. But I think that's it. Really? Yeah, that is it, friends. So with that being said, nap time is over and we're going to have to see you guys on our next episode, friends. Goodbye. Bye, friends. <laughs>